0: Trace for yourself with 25% off at Ritual.com slash podcast.
1: Hey, welcome to the Crack House Chronicles. I am Donnie, your host, and with me is a man that wants everyone to know that ACDC is one of his favorite bands, and also his fifth grade report card.
0: (laughs) It's Dale. <laughs> it turn right. Yeah. It's kind of like a TNT, ain't it? That's it. <laughs> oh, man, what's going on, bro? I'm ready to record, man. It's been a while. It's been a while, man. It has. Uh, it's been a couple, pretty wild uh, couple weeks for me, and uh, I just want to say uh, I saved our shout-outs this week for everybody who was uh, who chimed in and emailed and texted and commented and just... just uh, Made me feel better since with my dad's passing and all and uh, getting over that and stuff. And I really appreciate all you guys and, and you, Donnie, for everything you've done for us and stuff. And and uh, anyway, I'm ready to get going. That's how we roll, bud. So, yeah, thank you, thanks to all you guys. Appreciate it. Yep. We love our listeners, man. Mm, I'm telling you. We do. You
1: got anything else you want to talk about before we get started?
0: Uh, I did have a birthday.
1: You did have a birthday. I did.
0: I was got another year older a couple oh. weeks ago. Had some family come into town, and that was really cool. So that was a big change from what we had going on. So mm-hmm. a little, little good stuff going on there, and that was well, well needed. And uh, and I damn, I missed this chair, and I'm ready to get rolling now. I, I, I missed it. all our fans, and I'm sure they they ain't missed us a bit. Yep. <laughs>
1: and kidding. I posted on Facebook a little bit ago that we're back in the studio and we are recording. So we'll have an episode. This episode will drop Monday.
0: Sweet. So we're like back. Let's see back in the crack house (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was my acdc (laughs) reference all right
1: dude we are going to get started on this crazy episode man okay
0: let's do it dude i'm ready i'm so ready
1: and we're talking about ray rivera ray and not the boxer no this
0: is the death of ray rivera ray uh, r-e-y like in mysterio
1: yeah yeah Ray Omar Rivera, Dale, he was born on June the 10th, 1973. Wow, it was my mom's birthday. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. To Angel and Maria Rivera. Now, his dad, Angel, was in the military. Okay. And they, their family moved around quite a bit. And this helped them to stay pretty close family. They were pretty tight.
0: Right. Yeah, they always said they had a chance to make some temporary friends before they moved away. So yeah. The only thing that was really... Always there it was the family,
1: but they their family was really really tight. Yep, and that's going to come into play in this case that we're talking about. Right now, Ray was engaged to his longtime girlfriend Allison, and they went to Puerto Rico to get married. This is where Ray and his family grew up, and had a big wedding right there on the beach. Right there on the beach, and Ray's buddy from high school, his name was Porter Stansberry. Right, he flew in to Puerto Rico on his Private helicopter.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Ooh. Oh yeah, fancy. fancy.
1: He had a an investment business in Baltimore. It was like a
0: well, it was Stansberry Associates Investment Research. So whatever that company does, or
1: they put out a, a news publication on businesses that were in trouble that were trying to rebound. Hmm. I think that's what they were trying to accomplish. It's and like
0: it, a tip line, kind of.
1: Kinda, I think so. But Porter Stansberry is going to come into play just a little bit later. Okay. But Ray and Allison, they were living in California. And Ray was um, an aspiring screenplay writer. He wanted to do this pretty bad. He was pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. It was his passion, yeah. But it wasn't bringing in the money like he wanted to.
0: No, it's probably like anything in Hollywood. You're either dead broke or rich. Yeah. So, you know, he had never got that break, even though he he had uh, written a lot of stuff. Yeah, it just wasn't panning out for him. Yeah, so I think that's when... uh, his buddy Porter reached out and said, you know, why not you come work for me? Yep. Yeah.
1: So, Ray moved to Baltimore, and I don't think Allison went right away, did she?
0: Not right at first, no.
1: I think he was there.
0: I don't for, know how long. It's it's really, well, what's the word here? It's really cloudy or murky or whatever. It's, it's to say at what point she joined him there. It wasn't a long time, I don't think.
1: No, but he did go there and start up working for Porter, mm-hmm. and he was writing. Articles for Dansbury and Associates mm-hmm. Investments. Right, and then um, Allison moved back. She moved to Baltimore just shortly
0: after that. Right, and they said, you know, they were in a pretty nice little neighborhood there, and right they met some, you know, some nice friends, and everything was going well. Yeah, they'd been married man, about six months, I guess, at this point somewhere near
1: when they got settled into
0: mm-hmm. Baltimore.
1: The main part of our story Dale, takes place on May the sixteenth of two thousand six. Right. And at the time, Ray was 32 years old, and he was living with Allison there in Baltimore. Now, on this particular day, Allison was going to go out of town. She had a business trip that she was going to have to go out of town for, and I think it was like a three-hour drive that she was going to have to do. Do we know what she did? I've never I don't, seen I don't, that. I've never seen what okay. she did. But she was going to have to go out of town, and Ray was working from home because at the time, he, was, uh, he had worked for Stansbury and Associates. But I think he had quit shortly before this, and he was working for the main company, Agora Publishing. And he was doing videos and video promotions for the main... Freelance work. Yeah. Yeah. It was contract work, I guess. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, he wasn't... So he wasn't a straight employee, so he was working from home. He could do whatever he needed to be doing. Yeah.
1: He would uh, do videos and edit videos and... um, Promotional videos for the main company. I think that's what he was doing at the time. We'll go with that. Yep. <laughs> but now on this particular day, May sixteenth, two 2006, Allison was going out of town. And about 6.30 p.m. that evening, uh, one of Allison's business colleagues was standing at the house. Uh, she was a house guest. Her name was Claudia. And she had noticed that Ray had received a phone call yep. that evening and left the house in quite a hurry, said he she was in like a, another part of the house or another room next, adjacent to his office right it was yeah, and she could hear like the sure, cha- the phone
0: ring and him pick it up yeah yeah,
1: okay. and I think he said something like, oh shit, yep,
0: that's what it explicit, yeah, <laughs> yeah that can out, but yeah, that's what he said <laughs> yeah. yeah, according that, to her anyway,
1: that's right, and he left the house, but he came back. Just a a minute or two later, like he forgot something, came in, and left quickly again. According to her? According to her. Okay. And that's pretty much, she was the last one to see Ray alive. Right. That's that's been documented anyway. Now, I guess that evening, Allison had tried to call Ray, and she couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah, several times. Yes. And it's just not like him to... Not answer his phone. Not answer his phone at all. And I've never heard if his phone was off or it just kept ringing and um Me neither. i never heard that so you know you know, if it was off it just goes i guess it goes straight to voicemail right but this was 2006 so he would have a an older phone like a, a brick type phone and that phone is going to come into
0: play just a little bit later too right so i'm sure she tried to call the house too but whatever but you know i don't know
1: yeah now the next morning this was about 5 30 a.m claudia had called allison and told her that ray still hadn't come home
0: right yeah i think it, uh allison had called a couple of times and even talked to Claudia. She's like no she had uh said you know when, earlier in the night she had called and asked what's going on said well i don't know he had got a phone call and he had left i don't know if he's back or not so she went to go check come back and said no he's definitely not here but uh, you know, there's a soda here on the counter and some chips and some stuff. It's kind of weird. Like, and she did, you know, also said about him leaving in a big hurry. So she said, "But I don't know where he's at." So then, the next morning, what five thirty, she called and let him know that mm-hmm. she, he still hadn't arrived home. Yeah.
1: About one or two o'clock that afternoon, uh, Ray's brother, his name was Angel. I guess the same as his dad's. He got on a flight to Baltimore.
0: Right. Well, Allison, as soon as he told her at five thirty that morning that he wasn't home. She knew something was wrong. She left her hotel and took off home. Yeah. That's when she called Ray's family and let them know. And then Angel jumped on a plane that afternoon and flew straight to Baltimore from Florida. hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's when um, Allison goes home, and she, that's when she finds out that Ray's car is not there. Right, And that's when she said she finds the, like you said, the soda can and bag of potato chips on the counter. Right,
0: and it's a busy Yep, yeah. and it was
1: on the kitchen table.
0: So, like, it looks like he was just... Took him out and was having a snack, and when the phone rang, and he's like, Oh shit, and ran out the door like, like he had forgotten, uh, had a meeting or something. It's just kind of that kind of what it comes across yeah. to me. I'm just speculating here.
1: Yeah. Which it could happen to anybody. You know, you get a call and say, Oh, I got to go.
0: Yeah. I, had a, I thought she was going to meet me. So I said, Oh shit. You know, because I've, I've done that before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've old shit it all over. But, Allison <laughs>
1: notices that the lights in the bedroom and the, offices, the office were still on. Mm-hmm. But about 7 p.m. that night, um, Ray's brother Angel gets to the rivera home and all the other family members are there too so i guess they're they're setting up a everybody
0: a, but claudia and she went back to new york yeah that's weird it is to me and that's that's all we know about claudia yes yeah, she doesn't come back up at all nothing and it kind of that bugs me a little bit
1: yeah she was just a house guest or a, a former colleague of allison's that's right. what i've been told and read so, so it's kind
0: of weird to me why she'd be there in the first place if she was going on a business trip that weekend
1: yeah
0: it's never been explained it.
1: no <laughs> don't know okay but on may the 18th this was two days after ray disappeared allison's parents they get to the home and their living room turns into a work area yeah it's like a a, a mission
0: to find ray they cleaned out everything big table with all these maps and papers and all kind of stuff they were dead on it
1: and they're going through the house trying to find anything any clue yeah. that what would cause ray to disappear right and allison's calling the hospitals looking for you know maybe they have a john doe there uh, they even call ray's
0: friend uh, porter stansbury yep and he immediately put up a thousand dollar reward for yeah, any for, information
1: yeah yeah and this is when the media gets involved in the family uh, they start searching restaurants, putting up flyers, mm-hmm. and little restaurants and cafes that, you know, Ray would frequently go to, and nothing. They don't have anything, Dale.
0: No, it's just poof. Yep. No, none of his credit cards is being used. His cell phone was dead. No activity on any bank accounts. It was just crazy. Yeah. it's just like he got a phone call, and that was it.
1: Mm-hmm. He's gone. Gone. Jumping six days. This was on May the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison's parents, they go looking for Ray's car and Dale, they find it in a parking lot.
0: Yeah, which is pretty smart. They're, I mean, I don't know. They probably had to look before, but I guess that's just like, well, hell is just right around town. We, we ain't finding anything. For, so What have you got to lose? Right. So let's just ride around town and see. Well, at least we can find a car dumped somewhere or something. Yeah. Right.
1: See what we can find.
0: And they did, which is crazy. They
1: found his car in a parking lot. It was on uh, St. Paul Street in a parking lot. And it was spot number seven. Yeah. And they found a ticket on the car. And this was according to the parking attendant there in that lot. He said that the car must have been parked there the
0: day Ray disappeared. Right. But he said it would be like late that night because when he got there the next morning, it was parked there. And that's when he put the the ticket on the windshield. Yeah.
1: And the area where the car was found was near the Belvedere Hotel.
0: Right. It's also kind of near where... Where the company he works for.
1: Yeah, Stansberry yeah. &
0: Associates. Right. But it's also near a bunch of restaurants, bars, and lounges. So it's, you know, it's, I guess, a pretty busy little part of town. So it's not really unusual that it'll be there. But then again, it kind of is because he works from home. Mm-hmm. So depending on how you look at it. Now, it could have been somebody from work saying so you need to come in. You, you're missing a meeting. You're supposed to be in or something. Yeah. So that that could have, you know. It could make
1: it like sense. It. Yeah. But this Belvedere Hotel, though, it's a historic hotel. And anybody that's anybody that's been to Baltimore has stayed at that hotel. Right. Presidents, dignitaries, whatever. It's it's massive, and it's luxurious. Yeah. But I think today it's been turned into uh, apartments and condominiums. Condominiums, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think it's got restaurants and a lot of stuff because it's huge. I think there's a nightclub in it too, right? Probably, yeah. Yep.
1: I think it's a nightclub called the 13th Floor. I don't know. I think that's what it's called, nightclub.
0: I wonder if it's on the 13th Floor. Or do leave. even... They have a thirteenth floor. No, a lot of buildings don't.
1: don't. But yeah, that would be cool for have a little club or a bar called the thirteenth floor. Right. Yeah, that would be cool.
0: Hmm. Let's open one.
1: Now, eight days after Ray disappeared, this is on May the twenty fourth, three of Ray's co workers go to the parking garage next to the Belvedere Hotel and Dale they see flip flops on the lower roof area of the hotel.
0: Right. They had heard, you know, about his car being found, and for some reason they decided to go up on top of this parking deck. Now, the car wasn't found in that parking deck, was it? No. All right. So they decided to go. And, and I heard one one uh, thing say that they were just going to get a, where they could get a higher look, you know, around just to see if they could find anything. I get that. But it's kind of weird that, okay, let's just go <laughs> walk up on top of the parking deck and look. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It kind of hit me as odd.
1: But when they're up on this parking deck and looking at the lower roof area, there's a hole, right, in that um, lower part of the building, down next to the. It's like an annex of the Belvedere Hotel, right.
0: There. And if you're thinking about in, in visual points, is you get the the parking garage, and then straight across from it is this lower building, and right on the other side of it is is the actual Belvedere. Yeah. So they're kind of all in a the line there. Now,
1: Dale, they see flip flops on the lower roof area of right. the hotel near a hole.
0: Yeah. Is a, a, a nice, hole in the
1: roof, a hole
0: in the actual roof, right? Yes,
1: and this is when they call the police,
0: yeah, which but, is kind of odd to me.
1: But this building they're looking at, they see the, the hole is an old racquetball club, and it was also known as the old church space, yeah. So I guess it's been several things over the years,
0: yeah. And I don't even know if it was in use at this point, was it? No,
1: because
0: it's you know, everything had switched over to condos and stuff, but it's kind of odd. I mean, I mean. Even if you saw flip-flops and a hole in the roof, would you call the cops? I don't know. This is strange. This whole case is strange. That's yeah. I'm sorry. I'm asking you a thousand questions because I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's strange. I mean, I did, And that's why we're doing it because there's no conclusion to it. So that's yeah. why we're doing it. Right. The concierge, they open the door to the area, and they they immediately smell decomp. stench. Yes. Yeah. Dead body. Dead body. And according to the concierge... There was blood coming down the wall, and Ray's legs were towards the door.
0: Right. Yeah. So, right up and in, under the hole. Yeah. And that so, hole wasn't very big.
1: No. You can you see pictures of this hole online, and we'll post pictures of it, too. Right. So it's it's crazy that he would have... Possibly. Yeah. Uh, created that hole.
0: Yeah. So so right now, the way it looks is he fell through this hole and then into the side of this building, or inside of this building. Yep. This is what we're looking at.
1: And he would have to have fall from a great distance.
0: Yeah, because he said it was a metal uh, a metal roof. Yeah. He would have to tear through. So it had to have been pretty high rate of speed.
1: Yes. Yeah. To go through, the, to create that hole. Right. The same day on May the 24th, this is when Allison and Ray's brother, Angel, they go to the Baltimore Police Department, and this is where they confirmed the body mm. of Ray and where it was found. So that's, that's got to
0: be tough, man. Yeah tight family as they are yep you know you're hoping to find him and not like that
1: so i guess the police are working on this case and allison and their family is just doing everything they can to find out what happened to ray right I mean, they're doing their own investigation
0: yeah i've seen a thing where angel said you know well you know we we got the news and and we kind of all hugged up and cried a bit and then we went back to their house and sat around for a while and just trying to let it sink in and then you start going wait what happened here You Mm -hmm. know, you know, it's about enough. You think about he's gone. Something, something has happened to him. But then you have no answer as to what really happened, and that's probably pretty haunting itself.
1: And another thing they found on that roof, Dale, was his cell phone Mm -hmm. and his glasses.
0: Right, they're still on the roof, right?
1: They were still on the roof, right? I guess it'd been hard to see that from a distance. Yeah, you know, from looking down from the parking parking deck. Yeah, but when they found the phone. There wasn't a scratch on it,
0: right? Well, it said a little bit of scratch, but the the, the thing wasn't busted. The no. screen was good, and it, and it still work. come on and work. Yeah, yeah. And the glasses didn't have a scratch on. Them. The
1: glasses had no scratch. That's what's right. crazy.
0: Yeah. To
1: right. fall on a metal roof and not have a scratch yeah. or a this lens ain't blue
0: blockers. This is like <laughs> this were prescription <laughs> yeah, glasses. Glasses, glasses, right? So
1: I mean, you'd think falling from a distance it'd knock the lens out or something. Right. Now, or
0: now one of the flip flops, one the strap on the side, like. Not the toe strap, but one of the side straps was out. That yeah. other one's fine, right? Yeah, it had a few little scuff marks. Oh, a scuff marks on the toe, I think, of the left one? Yeah, I think I, so. I think so. Like where he had drug his toe or something. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, we're talking about thong flip-flops, you know, between the toe gimmicks. Yeah, them
1: yeah. Yeah, there them that I don't wear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, don't like, wear thongs? <laughs> no. I don't like them between my butt cheeks or my toes. <laughs> so... Now, just going back to where Ray's body was found, his body was found in a prone position, and it was heavily decomposed.
0: Yeah. Well, six days worth, anyway.
1: Yeah, six days. Now, Dale, when his body was found, this was eight days had passed from his disappearance. And despite all the decomposition, the medical examiner discovered multiple fractured
0: ribs. It was like 24, I think. Yeah. I mean, something crazy
1: punctured lungs lacerations
0: and those lacerations were huge
1: yeah they were yeah. just ripped the skin was just ripped and damage to his skull and two fractures to the right leg right in the shin bone i think yep yeah. with the extent of the injuries it appeared that it'd come from a great height when he went through the roof right if he went through the roof. yeah
0: and investigators
1: noticed that the hole was clean and not too large like we talked about
0: right like he'd almost have to come through it standing up yeah just Vertical, yeah. Now some reports said that both legs are broken, but some don't. So I don't know. We'll just yeah. go with the one, I guess. Yeah. In two places, but I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Depends but, on where you where you get your info.
1: But the biggest question came: Where did he come from, and how did he get through that little hole? That's yeah. what's crazy. Yeah.
0: Now where they
1: found his body, Dale, and the hole that was in that roof, there was a lot of theories on where he where he could have come from to make that big hole.
0: Yeah, it's. it's mm, I don't know. It's crazy.
1: Now, if he would have jumped from the top of the building, the roof, he would have had to have.
0: He'd have to have been running at a great, great speed. Yeah, because it,
1: it was forty feet from the edge of the roof outward to the hole. Yes.
0: And the way the the way the uh, the Belvedere is, if you're looking at it from the front, the center of the building sets a good ways back from the two outer concourses, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So it's like I don't know how to explain it where where you understand what I'm saying. Like, one if you're looking at it head-on, the left side comes out, and then it's squared off. It goes back into where the entrance it's is. It's almost like a U-shaped. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, so the center of the building is set a good bit farther back than the two sides. Yeah, U-shaped. There you go.
1: But this uh, racquetball club, that the roof that he fell through. Is in the U. Yes. Yeah. And it's, the hole was 40 feet from the edge of the roof. From the front of the building. Where yeah. he would have had to jump from to at least have made that hole. Right.
0: And he was wearing flip-flops at the time. And it was almost dead center between those two air ducts or those whatever it looked like, windows yeah. or air ducts, what it was. It was almost dead center. So it's, it was really strange. It yeah. blew my mind when I saw the photos. Mm-hmm. Now, so so what we're, what we're getting at is basically if he was wearing those flip-flops, he'd have to run like hell in flip-flops to make that jump, and that's almost
1: not possible. Now, Ray was... He was six foot five, Dale. He's a big dude. And about 250 pounds. Yeah. And he was athletic. He was in shape. He's water polo. Yeah. He played him and, him and uh, Porter Stansbury played water polo in school. Yeah. So he had to be pretty fit. Right.
0: But still, I don't know. I saw somewhere where they said it, how fast he had to be running, and it was like almost impossible, especially in flip flops.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Now, so. you're you also looking at this roof. There's other places that he could have jumped from if right. he was going to jump.
0: Now, the top of the building didn't have a railing. So, I mean, yeah. you could have jumped straight off of it, but I just don't know if you could have got that much air. Yeah. Now, like you were saying, the the two U points, I guess is that what we're going to call it? Yeah. Now, it had a ledge. It were it was probably a little more accessible to be able to hit the hole if you had got out on the edge and walked all the way to the inside corner. Mm-hmm. But
1: Those ledges were only accessible through office buildings, offices or private property, yeah, or
0: residences right. that were in that hotel, and you also knew how to get to where you're going,
1: yeah, because you just couldn't just walk to a window and see the ledge. You'd have to go through, you'd have to navigate through several rooms to get out there
0: to yeah, it. Yeah, and then uh, a lot of those places are a locked doors, so it's, the roof access is not open to public. So everything was. So it'd be, it would be difficult, or you would have to know where you were going to actually get there. Yeah, is what we're saying. But
1: those points would be more in line with that hole to be able to jump from or be pushed from that
0: area, too. Yeah, but the window's out to the ledge only open halfway. And That's he's true. six foot five. If he's going out the window to be on a ledge, I don't think nobody's coming out there to push him. Yeah, because it's a ledge. Like I said, you know, I don't know exactly how wide it is, but just looking at pictures, it's not very.
1: And it's. <laughs> And those ledges aren't as high as the regular roof. Right, this way on down. Yeah. So if he would have jumped or been pushed from the ledge, I don't think he would have made that hole.
0: It depends on how sturdy the hole or the roof was. You know, yeah. I don't know when was this thing built. We don't know that. Do we? It's an
1: old hotel. So, but we don't know that that annex. We don't know how old that is. Right.
0: So, so and then there's also you know people who said maybe he jumped from that parking garage where the co-workers were, but. That would have been about a twenty foot jump, but it really was only about twenty foot down from there and I don't think you could have survived that, mm-hmm. you know yeah, You wouldn't have if you didn't, you wouldn't have as much damage to him as he did, yeah, you know,
1: but there were some theories too that he might have been hit by a car on that parking deck and Plummeted from that parking deck to the hole.
0: Ooh, I never heard that one. Yeah,
1: but there was a there was a four foot rail around that parking deck, right. so he'd had to
0: he'd have to do a triple Lindy and a gainer to go through that sucker. <laughs> if he first straight down. Yeah. So that's almost it. Just out. blows my mind. It's how, about as big a chance as that as dropping him out of a helicopter or jumping out of an airplane or something, you know. Yeah. just But it's it's this this just, just to be right near mind. where his
1: car was parked.
0: Right. That's what's mind blowing. So I uh, so yeah
1: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, while the investigation was going on, Ray's family was doing their own investigation. And they are tearing the house apart, trying to find anything, like we talked about, that would be able to find Ray. Right. And Dale, this is when Ray's brother finds a note taped to the back of Ray's computer. Yeah. And it's a, a piece of paper, but it's it's like it was in very small font. Very a lot of information on that little note but very small font
0: yeah and it was it was really weird
1: well the note starts out it says uh brothers and sisters right now around the world volcanoes are erupting what an awesome sight right whom virtue unites death will not separate then many names were mentioned on this note including a lot of family members movie stars and there was a list of movies and Ray Ray also wrote in the letter, he said, I stand before you a man who understands the purpose and value of our secrets. That's why I cherish them as secrets.
0: Hmm. So it's a lot of weird stuff. Yep.
1: And the FBI, they uh, examined this note, and they didn't find any um, suicide intent.
0: Right, nor did they... I think it was a, or, so they thought maybe it was a code, right? Yeah, they did think it was a code, but I don't think he found anything to confirm if it was a code or not either, because it's just so sporadic.
1: Yeah, and one good thing is the medical examiner determined that the cause of death is undetermined to be able to leave this case open, right? To continue investigating, because yeah, they, they I were think
0: going, they were going to close it and they, say you know suicide. Yes, and uh, said the medical examiner actually pulled Allison into her office and closed the door and said. I know what they're trying to do, but we're not closing this case, which is weird. Yeah. This is just conspiracy all over the place. Oh, it is. You know, and they said, you know, they found all that stuff on the roof, the flip-flops, the phone, the glasses. And then even the, you know, the uh, buyer who was the investigator on it, he said it looked really staged to him. Yes. It was kind of odd. It was staged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something we didn't mention is that – uh Ray had a money clip that he kept with him at all times Mm -hmm. that Allison had gave him, had his initials on it. It was was an antique antique thing. And he always had it with him because he he carried his money, his ID, everything in it. And uh, that's never been found.
1: No. And there's been no purchases on Ray's credit card since the day he disappeared and no cash pulled out of any bank accounts. And his phone was also dead. Yeah. And there was nothing... No kind of evidence in Ray's car. Because when Allison got the car back, she, from, you know, I guess the, they impounded it and right. checked it out. When she
0: got it back, she said she tore through it. She's trying to find that money clip. Yes. Because she's like, there's no way in hell he leaves the house without that money clip. Yeah, that was his prized possession. Yeah. Yeah. That and a penny that she had gave him. Mm-hmm. Did they ever find a penny? No. She had found a penny uh, somewhere, and it had a heart punched in it. Yes, and said she had given it, given it to him, and uh, said that anytime you need a little extra support or something, just think about me, and this will be. And said he kept it in a little bowl on his dresser, but the penny was gone. Yeah, I don't think it's ever turned up. I don't think it has. You know, and they went around to several people at the the Belvedere, and you would think somebody somewhere would have saw something. All those windows in the front, people living there and doing stuff, but nobody saw anything.
1: Now there was a a book written by a lady named Makita Brockman. And she claims that somewhere around that time that evening that she had heard a crash.
0: Hmm. She lived in the building.
1: She did live in the building.
0: And I mean, it she, still does, I think.
1: Yeah. She wrote a book on this. Yep. And she claims that a, the crash she heard correlates with the time that he, it could have been him
0: crashing through that roof. Of course, that's a book. Yeah. Um, I hadn't read the book, but no. they say it's pretty good. Yeah, but, I don't know. It's just. because
1: so many things. And even according to Ray's wife, Ray was scared of heights. Yeah.
0: Saying it really was so bad he wouldn't even get on the ladder to put up Christmas decorations.
1: Yeah. And Allison went to the top of the Belvedere. She got on the roof. Yeah. And it freaked her out. Yeah, her and her parents.
0: Yes. Yeah. Crazy.
1: It's, yeah, it blows my mind. And even, like we talked about, to get to the top of the Belvedere, you most likely need to know where you were going. Yep. And only back stairwells led to the top and were usually locked or closed to the public. Yep. And the door to the roof area was normally locked. Yep.
0: So you couldn't just run up there and jump off the building if you wanted to.
1: Yep. Now, the medical examiner did determine that uh, Ray's drug test came back negative. He was on not on any drugs at the time of his death. All right. Said there was a... A minute trace of alcohol, but they said that could have been from the decom. Yeah, as, which is normal.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's just crazy.
1: Now, getting into some more other
0: things. Well, speaking of crazy, how about the camera that was on the roof? Dun, 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 guess what? It wasn't
1: working. It wasn't working. <laughs> Imagine that.
0: All the other cameras are working. I didn't see them nowhere. I got a camera on the roof, and it was either unplugged or wasn't working or whatever. And it's how many times a week does that come up? I
1: don't. Now, Allison, she Googled the first line of Ray's note, which said, Whom virtues unite, death will not separate. And she found a connection to Freemasonry. Hmm. Because prior to Ray's death, he had gotten uh, into the Freemasonry. He hadn't joined, but he was curious about it. And he was doing research, and I think he had talked to some Freemasons about joining. and. Me and you have talked off the air, and I've read stuff on this. and um, I don't know if there's any Freemasonry linked to any of this. I think, to me, personally, I think he was doing just doing research for a screenplay, maybe.
0: That kind of makes sense. you know, Because he said he went and talked to a guy about joining in Baltimore, and then the same day he disappeared, he had went out and bought uh, Freemasonry for Dummies, right? Mm-hmm. Or Masons for Dummies, or whatever it was called. Freemason. So, yeah. that's just, like you said, it's really strange. I don't know, it's to me that... Why do you, I don't know. I just, this suicide thing, yeah. I, don't, I don't buy it, but I, don't, I can't tell you what happened.
1: Yeah. But now he was a big fan of uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Uh, his movies and his.
0: Uh, He's got some weird movies. Yeah.
1: So it's possible Ray was doing research. I don't know if he was thinking about joining, but it's, it's, it is kind of weird.
0: Yeah. He was kind of into that secret society kind of thing. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Now, there's something else that the the phone conversation Ray had right before he disappeared was short, and Claudia heard a surprise, like, oh, shit, from Ray. And the police traced the call, Dale, and it came from Stansberry & Associates.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, you got good news and bad news on that.
1: Well, the call came from a switchboard. Right. So the police couldn't track it down. Right. And, well, they couldn't tra- track down the caller's extension, let's put it that way. But Stansberry and Associates, Dale, they put a gag order on all their employees.
0: Depends on who you Yes, them they didn't do it. Yep, yes, the employees they did. <laughs> yep.
1: And so none of the police, no, none of the employees would would talk to the police.
0: Now, uh, I think Porter had been in trouble with the SEC or something at one point. Yes. And I but think, this was
1: prior to <clears throat> Ray coming to work for him.
0: Yeah, but I think you know this was kind of his deal with. He didn't want to be involved. Yeah, because he had already had problems with the with the police mm-hmm. i don't know yeah you know, it was kind of odd to me that He, i mean it was cool him to put up a thousand dollar reward but you know if you got money to fly into your your best buddy's wedding with a private helicopter you could probably do a little better than that i would think yeah you think but i mean i guess that's here to there but i don't know
1: and it's also been reported too that prior to uh ray's disappearance and death that He'd gotten a little paranoid because on May the 15th, this was the day before he disappeared, Dale, the security alarm went off at their home. And Ray came out of the bedroom with a bat. And according to Allison, he was scared.
0: Yeah, terrified.
1: Yeah, but the police came out and they they looked like, well, they they thought it might have been, a burglar, but they weren't sure, but they just determined that it was a squirrel. That set off yeah, the
0: said and that it happened twice. And she said that even it, you could see, looked like somebody had tampered with the window. So she went, she ain't buying the squirrel ankle. But, you know, I think there was talk that he had went back to California prior to this for just a little bit. And when he came back, that's when he started being all weird and paranoid about, stuff even as much as didn't want her to go anywhere without him mm-hmm. even when she wanted to go to the track to walk or jog or whatever she, he would go with her and one time he went and uh, it was raining so he just kind of stayed in the car while she was doing that and then saw some guy with to door and he freaked out went up on her and mm-hmm. so he was kind of kind of paranoid a little bit yeah. there for some reason yeah and then you know think somebody's breaking into your house so that's going to fuel but that but.
1: the alarm did go off i mean there's proof that the alarm did go off oh yeah but I don't know if Ray was having some um, psychological stuff going on from that or thinking that somebody was after him.
0: Yeah. I mean, be. he
1: could have had some mental issues yeah. going on.
0: And somebody might have been after him. He, went, he went to California and come back. I and mean, Whoever he was, maybe, I don't know, maybe he found out something he wasn't supposed to know while he's doing all this research.
1: Mm-hmm. But Allison, Ray's wife, believed someone was trying to get in their house. But the police, they had three theories when They were investigating Ray's death, and the first was that he was pushed or fell off the top of the roof of the Belvedere and went through the lower roof, uh, 10, 11 stories down. I don't believe that. And how, but the distance from the Belvedere to the hole, like we said, was 45 feet and almost virtually impossible to make. You know?
0: Yeah, that's a long way.
1: And the second theory was Ray fell from an adjacent parking garage, like we talked about, and this was discounted because. The top of the garage roof was only 20 feet high, yeah. and 20 feet away from the hole. And he wouldn't have suffered those extensive injuries. <coughs> right. If mm-hmm. he, And he it's very possible to live from that. Yeah. Very, very possible. Yeah. And like we said, the, the third, uh, the police contemplated that the idea of Ray falling off the 11th floor ledge that, like we talked about, wrapped around the Belvedere. Right. But those ledges are just too hard to get to.
0: But that'd be the only believable point. If if he indeed come off that building or the surrounding buildings, that would be to me the only believable point where he could have made mm-hmm. the distance to hit the hole, yep. or to make the hole. I guess I should say.
1: It's just it's just crazy, man. But this um, story was featured on the reboot of Unsolved Mysteries on yep. Netflix.
0: The mm-hmm. very first episode. Very first episode.
1: So if you get a chance, go check that out. It's a very good uh, story. He's got an interview with Allison, mm-hmm. uh, his brother. Some of the people from the hotel,
0: Picture of the whole,
1: the, the detective that worked this case for many years, and
0: they kind of booted him off the case. They did.
1: He got he got absorbed with it, but he seemed really really good. Yeah, like he was really wanting to solve this case. But there's so much theory and speculation on this. You can read about it online. Uh, one of uh, Ray's favorite movie was called The Game. And this was about a, a man who jumped from a roof, and thought he could live. There was like a an air mattress or something below the roof, and he yeah.
0: Could, I forget the whole story. It was uh, I think Michael Douglas was that yeah, was it?
1: and Sean Penn. And,
0: and yeah, and it, some this guy was super rich, and his his younger brother had bought him some kind of some kind of game or, or had lined up something for him. I hadn't seen the movie, so I don't know. I'm just running my mouth. But anyway, at the end of it, the guy going to jump off the building and he jumps off but he goes through a glass you know like a big win and then there's like an airbag under it so it was like the whole thing the whole movie was a game he just didn't know so it was one of his favorite movies and he even mentioned it in that letter in the little note Mm -hmm. you know along with uh, Christopher Reeve and uh, uh, what was the guy who done Eyes Wide Shut because that was another movie he was into Uh, Kubrick yeah Stanley Kubrick yeah mentioned him by name too in that letter as well so it's just really a really weird
1: thing. Mm-hmm. But in the unsolved mysteries episode, they they pointed the finger to Porter Stansberry pretty heavy, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah,
0: and and, you know, it could and he
1: failed to be a part of it. He didn't want to be part of it. Yeah. But he did do an interview after it was over with, and he sort of made some claims too that he didn't put a gag order on anyone. He he just pretty much told employees if. You know, they had something to say that the, they had to go through the the their communications director to, mm-hmm. at the office. Right. They would make all the statements instead of individual employees.
0: Yeah, yeah. that that trouble we got in with SEC is where he had filed some fraud. They uh, they filed fraud charges against Porter and, and uh, fined him uh, $1.5 million. Yeah. So that's, you know, if you got in that guy, I don't I blame him for, you know, kind of watching what what you say and what goes on if they already got you once Mm -hmm. but i mean that will have really nothing to do with this but i just want to bring that up
1: but it's a pretty interesting case and it's not solved it's still under investigation but we'll post pictures and on our social media and tell us what y'all think
0: yeah because i am uh really interested because it just blows my mind Mm -hmm. uh Usually have some sort of angle I get in my head when we do these cases that, well, this is what I think happened one way or another. Yeah, and this one I ain't got a damn clue.
1: No, this the where he landed that just blows my mind. Yeah, because you know if he'd have, we talked about the helicopter Ray, um, Porter's helicopter. Right. If he'd been pushed out of a helicopter, you know, but they did talk to the FCC in Baltimore, and during that window of time, there were no helicopters reported in the area at that time right. through the air traffic control. So that wouldn't have been possible. That so just it just blows my mind. Where he, where did he come from?
0: Right. The only thing, you know, maybe the hole was already there. Do we know that? If the hole was already there and they put him in the know. hole? We don't know. I mean, it's, it didn't look like it. I mean, I hadn't seen anything where it said they found, I you don't know, it kind of sounds morbid, <laughs> pieces of him, you know, in the metal yes. coming through. But, I mean, I guess, I guess they've checked all that. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot smaller hole than I thought, so he definitely had to come through like a missile. If he did, yeah, head first or feet first, or feet first to break his legs. But you know that was one of the medical examiner couldn't get over that part. Did she said that basically the way his shins were broken it almost it just didn't line up. None of that made sense to her. No, it wouldn't be broken that way if it was, if that indeed was what happened. No. So it make you think that somebody had done that stuff to him beforehand. And if that was the case, then there ain't no way he's running off the building.
1: Nope. All right, Dale. That is the death of Ray Rivera. Right. The mysterious death of Ray Rivera.
0: And it's still a mystery because we have no damn idea. That's it. Oh, yeah. He had to have be been running. It had to have been running over 11 miles an hour to make that leap from the top of that hotel in flip-flops.
1: Ain't no way. There's no way.
0: No. Crazy.
1: Um all right dale that is the case of ray rivera
0: all right guys well hope you enjoyed that one it was a uh, we went put together one fairly fairly quick to to get one in uh, get get back on track and this one's the one we really both dig and still don't know what the hell happened <laughs> so no. we, maybe you guys can help us out
1: yeah if anybody knows anything just um let us know yeah or, or, or call or your local law. Law if you don't know
0: nothing what do you think what what is your uh whatever whatever
1: What's your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, that.
0: All right. (laughs) All right, Dale. We're going to get out of here. All right, man. Good. It's been a while, and I'm I'm glad to be back in the the crack house doing this, and this is what I love, and love all you guys, and uh, we'll catch you on the next round.
1: All right. We want everyone to be safe, be careful, and always
0: be aware of your surroundings. Because the next episode could be about you. This is The the Crack crack House house chronicles. Chronicles.